0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 574.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I like that every time we do these intros and you're here, you always seem surprised that I want you to say anything. I just like to casually slide in. I don't want to be presumptuous. Was, there was nothing casual about that slide in. It was a very labored... <laughs> awful sliding. <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't slick. That's my version of smoothness. Oh, okay. It's like steampunk smoothness. There's a lot of gears and it doesn't move. It's all rickety. Listen, some people's demeanor is chunky peanut butter. <laughs> That's okay, Kyle. It's alright. Then you put that in a Reese's and it's delicious. This podcast is David Arquette who, uh, you know, I'd been acquaintance with David over the years. We'd seen each other at various events, never really talked, and instantly became friends. He's a real nice guy. We've been talking and uh, texting like teenagers and, uh, and uh, he's a, he's a good guy and he's promoting a show cleaners which is on crackle.com and then also the independent film field of shoes which is out on september 26th so here we go Nerdist podcast number 574 with my new pal david arquette yes <laughs> chunky peanut butter
1: <laughs> now entering nerdist.com
0: You. Thanks. For science. Well, science. Bless me. What's a, what would a wizard do? What would a wizard do? Yeah, a wizard would cast a spell to never sneeze again, or he would have magical sneezes, or or wish uh, or wish granting sneezes. Like every time you caught a wizard sneezing, you're like, I get to make a wish, and he's like, God damn it! This is longer than I thought it was going to be. See, this is why you shouldn't <laughs> ask me questions. Uh, I'll teach you. Yeah, good point. David Arquette, welcome to the. This podcast has already started. I am enjoying your Run DMC shirt.
1: Thank
0: you. Oh, wait, it's not just Run DMC. That's yeah. Beastie Boys. That's that from Beastie that tour, that first big Beastie Boys tour. Oh, my God. I remember that. Remember when they were just a party band?
1: yeah yeah the good old days
0: well not really
2: a party band like uh they, well, were... they were like sexist and telling kids to do drugs and stuff like that that's the
1: days I miss. Not I'm, I'm still holding on to those days ah, I'm still <laughs> I really am I'm sorry I haven't given up on the dream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you look
0: good and that's the important thing
1: oh, thank you like you're, you're, too. Survi-
0: you're like you're surviving it whatever it is you're, yeah. doing, you're doing
1: an okay <laughs> yeah. job yeah. I actually you fight see me. my innards yeah. <laughs> 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 it's messed up to think yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I work on the
2: shell. What's on in the inside? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no.
0: It sort of reminds me of uh, one time uh, my my mom's house is a place where you could literally eat off the floor like it's spotless. Wow. But I gave her something to put away and she opened this closet and there was just a pile of shit in the just like all just a bunch of stuff. Not um, a literally a yeah, pile of shit, just like a bunch of stuff in the closet, and she just threw it in there on top and my response was, Oh, so that's where that goes. Yeah. And it's that, that's the same kind of thing. Like as long as you don't see it. It's not messy. I like it. I like that philosophy. I can live with that. (laughs) But how do you maintain this lifestyle when you have
1: a ton of shit going on? No, no, I mean, I'm somewhat responsible. (laughs) (laughs) I I was only like eight minutes late. Yeah, that wasn't bad at all, actually.
0: That wasn't bad at all. But you're in a movie, and you're producing television, and you you have a nightclub,
1: and you just bought another one. I did not buy another one. That's a rumor.
0: I thought you bought the Crazy Girls. The Crazy
1: Girls I did not buy, no. TMZ has gotten it wrong twice, and they're pr- usually pretty good. You know, yeah. that's what we were talking about before, is that TMZ is, like become an actual
0: source for real news.
1: Yeah. You usually can bet on them, but not yeah. for this one god damn it no it's just uh, I don't know what's going on I've probably spent enough that I could have bought it <laughs> maybe
0: someone said that sarcastically
1: JC probably owns this place yeah so like those 3,672 lap dances probably amounted to the money they quoted do you want to leave right now and go buy crazy girls <laughs> let's just go do it <laughs> hey listen I, do, I got free uh, cards for any of those places <laughs> 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 I could call up Gino or Stan and Skin. <laughs> <laughs> Skins and shit. There's a guy named Skins. No, there's Stan who owns Skin. Oh, 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 that's Skin another club. Is quite a spot, yeah. It's oh, a, wow, it's a fun one.
0: I, I don't know the, uh, I don't know the L.A. Uh, strip, strip club scene, scene? at all. I don't uh, know it at all. I just I know
2: I the don't... ironic strip club scene, which is uh, Sam's Hoffbrow and Jumbos. That's the ironic strip club <laughs> well,
1: scene. Well, and Fantasy Island. It yes, yes. I've heard of that. That's still more here. ironic yeah, than yeah. that. Yes, it used to be Kelbo's, like an old like tiki lounge. And yeah, I remember It's, it's, it's in West the, LA. It's like the best, like, it really. It, it couldn't be any, like, a divier, but I love it. Is it pirate-themed strip club? Because that would be fucking amazing. It, it's, it, it still has the same Kelbo's uh, bar, nice. so you can still see, like, the <laughs> lacquered, like, tiki things. Keep your arms to yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love like that Pirate bouncers. Yes. I mean, they could do it. That's actually the one to buy. It wouldn't be... Crazy girls, it would be. Yeah, fantasy. so one strip club you can get scurvy from. Yep. Um, yeah. I pretty much. I think I, I may have got it from <laughs> Fantasy Island. Yeah, that's it. But I ate a lot of lemons. Ye should
0: watch Black Bertha pleasure herself with her own pig leg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it was really fun really, tragic that joint.
0: <laughs>
1: it's fun. It's good. So, what are you? What are you? What is it specifically that you're working on now? Because you, um, uh, you have the movie. I have a movie, the Field of Lost Shoes, coming out in like a week or so. So and now it's you're just, a Civil War film. You're just doing press for that, I would imagine. That, and uh, I have a show on Crackle called Cleaners. Yeah. So uh, those are the two I'm promoting at the moment. You've and done they, like 20 episodes of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a. I'm not sure how many. 12 and then 6. That's 18. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I should work for... That's how fast my mind works mathematically. That is it. You should see me trying to do math homework with my fifth grade daughter. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard now. I don't know. I'm not a nerdist <laughs> in that regard. Like, I am like in all the others. Like I love everything nerdy, but I'm just not smart enough. Damn it. Yeah. Well,
0: math yeah. is a very specific. Math is one of those things where you, you, know, you, you, you learn it, and then when your brain just doesn't need to employ algebra anymore, your brain just th- kicks it out the door. Right. There's no reason for you to solve for X in, yeah. a da- in a daily basis. So it's not weird that you don't. That's not, that's not crazy. like yeah. that, Are you smarter than a fifth grader bullshit? It's not fair because that's all the shit those kids are studying right now. It's all time responsibilities. They're Absolutely. keeping those fucking kids alive. Yeah, That show's still on, right? Is that timely? <laughs> I think that's a timely ref.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's on still. How do you like being a dad? It's the greatest. It really is. I have a 10-year-old daughter, Coco, and a newborn, uh, well, he's four months now, Charlie West. They're just the best. It's so much fun. you guys have kids? No. No. Oh. It's something to really look forward to. You never sleep again, which is really... It's yeah, it's difficult. that's the problem there, oh, though. That's, like, really my heavy. favorite
2: thing in life. <laughs> yes. Like sleep is my child. Yes. It brings <laughs> me so much joy. And, oh, if you haven't tried it, you really should sleep. <laughs> yes. Oh, so it brings you so much joy. That's
0: true. It's really, it's really funny. It's- now everyone says, like, it's the greatest thing in the world. Did you think it was going to be the greatest thing in the world? Or were you like, I don't know about this. And then the second you were a dad, you
1: were like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, once you see him smile, I mean that's that's like all he's doing right now. He's pooping, eating, <laughs> smiling, and laughing, and crying, and um, sleeping. So, yeah, I mean it uh, it does change everything. And now Coco's like a little person. And she's completely like the coolest. She's got a great sense of humor and she's got a huge heart and she's just a great person. So are you stressed though? Because I'm so stressed. In like like three or four years, it's going to be like boys and dating and it's like, uh, I mean the whole thing's stressful. I'm a guy. We're disgusting. I know what guys are like. Yeah. But one. I mean, even before that comes up, you're just like, Oh, I don't want anything to ever happen to him. You know what I mean? You have to completely like, Just, there's got to be some good in the world. Just please protect her. You know what I mean? Protect him, you know, just let there be some beauty.
0: I don't want you to go out with that boy. (laughs) Dad, are you calling me from Fantasy Island right now? (laughs) I am, and I'm seeing what's happening. I am here as
1: a research. (laughs) Well, I do have a really bad, like, parenting style. (laughs) I don't really hide anything, so I'm like, listen if you don't want to get as tragic as this, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what it comes down to, like sometimes when it's a bad, when it's a bad moment, it's like, I know. But I think that's good
0: though, because I think, I think kids can sense, well, as kids start to get older, obviously you can lie to them when they're young and be like, there's a Santa Claus or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But when they get older and then kids can really sense honesty and authenticity and, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, hey, I don't, you know, I'm just a person and you're a person and
1: oh, good luck. We'll figure it out together. Yeah, well, this is a sad, this is a sad story, but it's, it's an right, honest right. story. But um, yeah, I have a nightclub and sometimes we have to like work until two or three and then I went home and, you know, you're drinking until, you know, 145 and, you know, so I go home and I go to sleep and I have to get up and take my daughter to school, but the time period there in in drinking and then being sober and then being able to drive it wasn't there you know what i mean yeah And I had to take her So I had to call an Uber And she's like What are you doing dad And I had to explain I was like listen I worked at my club last night And I never drink and drive And you have to Which I know it's awkward But we're going to have to Ride with another person In school right now (laughs) I call that responsible It's It's responsible But you know That also (laughs) falls into the line of Listen honey (laughs) You have your whole life ahead of you You can make the choices you, you want You know what I mean I hope you make the right ones don't <laughs> <laughs> Now I'll leave you with Armin, your driver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't send
1: her alone.
0: <laughs> Don't leave any trash in the car. Daddy's trying to keep his customer radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey Armin, this fantasy I was so open. <laughs> His skin probably would be. <laughs> let's loop back. Hour.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just get tired at night now. I can't even admit, like the idea of just uh, going out and just yeah. being out. And I just feel like yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta go to bed. I know,
1: I know. I'm, I'm I have a club called Bootsy Bellows, and and uh, it's hard to to go all the time. You know what I mean? Now I'm the old guy at the club. I mean, it's my club, and we play. We have puppets there, marionettes crazy marionettes that dance and have sex with each other. Really? Sort of. I mean, I wanted to go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's I awesome. I want to go to that. Yeah. Yes. Where is that club? Uh, my, I mean, it's, it's the horriblest thing, but it happened. It just spontaneously happened, but we have a little Michael Jackson and we have a, you know, post-op Michael Jackson. Right. And a little Jackson, five Jackson. And then, so I'm doing the little Jackson, five Jackson, and there's another guy doing the, the Michael Jackson. And then, so they start freaking with each other, and I was like, "This is, this is like." Michael Jackson's ego's like, like <laughs> sexual, like this is Freudian fucking horror. horror.
0: Uh, <laughs> I like that there was a deep psychological dive and that it wasn't yeah. just a sick joke. It was just like, no, yeah. this represents, like it's a an- no. Yeah, the is, music is going be- like
1: boom, 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 <laughs> and you can hear the people going, oh, uh, no, <laughs>
0: why? <laughs> I mean, uh, this, is, this is technically masturbatory. Right. Yeah. i be really honest about it. It's- it's like reaching through a time portal, yeah. <laughs> which is really what we're doing all the time. Every time we masturbate is sure. reaching through a time portal yeah, yeah, <laughs> to our younger selves.
1: I think what you did is fine. Where's the club? Uh, it's right across from Boa on Sunset. Oh, oh, It's where the old oh. oh, bar one was back in the day. Oh, I the went oldsters. there. You did? Yeah. Were there puppets? N- no, there weren't puppets that night. My, uh, my oh, friend, if it was a friend, private party. Pintera, uh, Sarah yes. Sarah yes.
0: w- w- runs the... She, Absolutely. She was
1: running a night that I went. Yes. And... Uh, in was, the back room, there's not typically... That's She does the back room on yes. Fridays. I was in the back. I, I, went, yes. I went into the back
0: room, but it's... Uh, it's a fascinating study in human interaction. The it club, is. the club thing. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't drink, so for me, I experience every bit of it. Like, yeah. from what I remember in the old days of drinking, you don't hear how loud, and you don't really feel how crowded something can yes. be. Yeah. But when you're very aware of everything, you're like, "It's really
1: loud. Yep, oh, wow, there's so. a lot of people here." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was uh, it was pretty pretty jumping. Yeah, I'd say it's been a successful club for like three years, so it's hard to do that in L.A. <laughs> yeah, pretty wild, but it it's don't... a good time. I mean, people have a blast there. What do you like about it? Uh, I like playing with the puppets. That's like my favorite part. <laughs> did I you go really to nightclub just to play yeah. with puppets? I know I've my puppet like uh, the collection <laughs> has increased tremendously. The Bob Baker nightclub. Oh, I love Bob Baker. Yeah, that's a good. They, a those theater. guys and Bob Baker, he lent us some of his puppets at the beginning. It was good. That's good right. stuff. That's really yeah, cool. yeah. That, that place is still open, right? It is still open. But it keeps on having you know, know fundraisers. I know it needs them. It, I, I've always had this dream of like getting some big investment, like guy who's got a huge heart to like just move it. It just needs to be on like the Third Street Promenade, Hollywood Boulevard, or the Grove. Like it just Not needs under, to be right around one yeah. of those. You know places where there's a lot of traffic and people feel safe and then you need someone to take care of Bob, (laughs) like get his finances (laughs) in order and just make it the Bob Baker Marionette Theater and, you know, just keep that dream alive. Because at one point in Los Angeles, there were 89 puppet theaters throughout the city. Whoa. Yeah. Because they didn't have movies at the time and uh, it was just like starting up. Movies were just starting. So you went to go see puppet shows and there were adult ones and there were kid ones and and so they had all these different ones. They had one adult, the- uh, one uh, adult theater. My head. <laughs> they had one puppet theater where you'd you'd watch a puppet show here, and then you'd swing your chair around and you'd watch one on the other side. Oh wow! And Vera Street had a couple puppets. So, yeah, yeah. And even like when movies first started coming out, like the MGM movies, I have these two amazing puppets that they, uh, they didn't have television, so they didn't have advertisements, so they'd do these little puppet shows of, like, Rhett Butler and, you know, Scarlett O'Hara, and they'd be in the same costumes, the same uh, costume makers had made these little oh, costumes wow. for the puppets, and they'd, like, you know, frankly, darling, I don't give a damn, and they'd do that, like, as a little puppet like show. Like, the puppet theaters. Coming to theaters, yeah. Oh, so wow. They would do, they would they'd do, do it on little trucks, yeah. Oh, shit. They'd drive them around the different areas in town. That's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Well. Do you build any of the puppets yourself, or you just like to operate? I've built one, a giant Michael Jackson, the really a weird <laughs> one. I have a Michael Jackson thing, I guess. But um, That's
0: weird. I built a Macaulay Culkin <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Perfect. I have bubbles.
2: <laughs> I have a Corey Feldman. I have literally
1: Corey Feldman.
2: Yeah, it's just he's
1: in my car. He just waits he's, for me. And the other guy is Scott Land. He's the greatest. He was the head puppeteer on Team America. And he builds all his own puppets, and he's just – he was at our our place for quite a while, and he's just – he's the best living puppeteer in my
0: opinion. Now, how come you haven't produced a puppet thing yet, or have you? Um,
1: I did. uh, I've always used puppets in in different things. I did something called Dirt Squirrel a long time ago that there was a little puppet-ness, and – you know, I I, I enjoy puppets. <laughs> I don't know. No, I used, to, so, I used to have a puppet collection.
2: You did? Yeah, yeah. But it got uh, when I started moving around a bunch. When I left my parents' place, like you know, they had it in boxes, yeah. and then their garage flooded, and it ruined all of them. No, uh, yeah, yeah. were they all hand puppets? A couple of them were hand, but like I had this nice like old man uh, Muppet puppet style nice. that I got off of Puppets on the Pier in San Francisco, yes. and like his hair. Was made out of like white peacock feathers, yeah. and it was just so it was like real, like just a gorgeous, gorgeous puppet. That a couple dummies, uh, one marionette, um, and then some other kind of like you know weird hand, like you know like the the, the spring and the squirrel one, like kind of stuff. It was just like, and they all got they all got just soaked and ruined and stuff like that. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I had one kind of survived. It was a Groucho Marx uh, dummy um, that I ended up doing a, a comedy bit with with my friend Demorge. Uh, where um I was like talking about how my my stand up isn 't as good as it should be because it 's better in conversation, so i got a I got a groucho Marx dummy to help me, <laughs> and I bring out the groucho marks dummy, but he 's in blackface. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, and then I go, oh God, what are you like? Why, who did this to you? He's like, was it you? Mean you did this to me? No.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: And then I go, why are you talking like this? You making me talk like this? I am not making you talk like this. Oh, this is so and then, wrong. and then, like, uh, and then like my friend Demar she's black, like comes out. He's like, he's like, he's like, what the fuck is this? So I, I go, no, it's not me. It's the puppet.
0: He's like, you're stealing my act. Let's uh, awesome. see if you were Jeff Dunham, you would do that but, unironically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's harder to I, I've worked with puppets before and, and I guess if you're not used to it You just go Oh, it's just uh, You just hold up the puppets And you make them talk No, 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 no It's yeah, way yeah. more intense yeah. Like you got it, yeah. Like the really hardcore puppets Like they have uh, Monitors the, the, They and have Mike's. monitors And the puppet wranglers and Because yeah. we worked uh, We made some stuff With the Henson Company And, yeah. and it, it is it, Like your budget triples when As soon as you work with puppets Because you it, like it triples yeah. The amount of people That you have to
1: have on set Absolutely Yeah
0: Maybe it's time to do a David Arquette look back and, and do like a puppet ret- retrospective of scenes from the favorite movies that you've been
1: in. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's too much budget. <laughs> too much budget for this little bang.
0: <laughs> I think I I honestly think like if you could do a mini version of Scream with marionettes, that, that would fucking work.
1: awesome. Absolutely. I think that's that, that you're to something. <laughs> yeah, there. I think so. <laughs> I think it's time.
0: Did you grow up in Los Angeles?
1: I did. Yeah, since I was five. Oh wow. Yeah. So went to Fairfax High School and LA, Laces L A C E S before that. Laces is a L A sort of middle school thing. Yeah. How was Magnets Fairfax still? High? Fairfax High was interesting. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> we were graffiti artists and break dancers, and it was a it was a fun time. It was cool. That's funny. That's that's the one that's on Fairfax and Melrose. Yeah,
0: right across it, from the Silent Movie Theater. Yeah, in a family.
1: It's so
2: funny because it's like it's like was that really big at that high school? Like the graffiti and breakdancing and stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, at the time, yeah. It's it funny because it.
2: only like in the past like four or five years has like that area of Fairfax, like Fairfax Village, has become like like a hip hop kind of mecca because of like yeah. the Odd Future guys and stuff like that. Like it's just like all streetwear, skate clothes, like. Graffiti but I remember so before
0: all. that because I, I went to college. Uh, you and I, are ba- I think we're the same age. But um, we, uh, when I was in college, Melrose was all uh, DJ stuff. Yeah. So it was all like record shops and like yeah, yeah. that's when the that's when the rave scene was popular. So there, was <laughs> a lot of, like, um, there were a lot of, uh, you know, like like uh, uh, you could buy really cool turntables and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's still a couple
2: of them there, I think.
1: Yeah. It was They're like Aardvarks early. was there originally, and yeah. Posers was there. It was like a big punk rock scene early. Like one of the first things that it was. Yeah, Headline Records. I think they're still Are they still there, Kyle?
2: Headline Records? I think so. Yeah. Oh, Bleecker Bobs was there. Yes. And so, the, oh, and Tang Records was also there.
0: Well, your gentrification is not complete until you get an American Apparel and an Urban Outfitters and
1: <laughs> <That's laughs> right. <laughs> Once that happens, you are like, "Well, uh, I heard they're <laughs> kicking out all the dispensaries on there cuz they want to like hide class it."
2: I don't know if that's it's – like, it's like it's always got to be kind of trashy. It's got to be a bunch of stores you've never heard of and really don't feel like going into. Right. That's most of Melrose. For what
1: me. I don't understand is how there's like so many that have like the half like ladies' booty bottoms and yeah. the really tight <laughs> pants and they're just those out front or like the sparkly clothes, like yeah. certain clothes. And then I don't know who buys them. It doesn't and ever seem I like anyone's either. in these places. I, I would because I, I, I used to live off Melrose for about a
0: year, and I would walk sure. to the Starbucks uh, again gentrification. Uh, I would walk <laughs> to the Starbucks, and I'd be like, "Who buys these bedazzled boots?" I know they're in every fucking store. Every store. How can they stay?
2: In- they all seem like the same store. It's kind of like when yeah. you go to like a like a Latino neighborhood, and there's just like a bunch of stores, and they all seem to have the same. Whoa! Thing.
0: Whoa! 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 Kind of racist, Jonah. Why?
2: <laughs> Latino stores? Of, uh, your... Yeah, I'm saying the same thing about fucking shitty Melrose stores as yeah, well. Yeah, but fuck white people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't but know about like shit sure yeah. the stuff. I think, no, it, stop, stop. I think it's more like Armenian in that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't want to go there, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, why I went. I love yeah. Armenians. <laughs> 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 getting, getting back to Uber. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, Listen, can we start over? Let's, yeah,
1: let's no. reset We <laughs> yeah, got yeah. way too racial uh, I think it was uh, Groucho Marx That took us down <laughs> That road and It was again, me
0: Jonah dragged it down
1: It was
2: me
0: Yeah, yeah. Were,
1: were yeah. They, Did they do the
0: flea markets on Sundays When you were in high school? Had they been doing that the entire time? No, right? they started that at, Right sort of after, probably I like, you know my like that. I, I, I enjoy the idea of going to a flea market But flea marketing in Los Angeles Is basically just it, there aren't really deals. They're just like furniture stores who yeah. just yeah. set up in tents in parking lots <laughs> right now. It is true. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not You're not going to find anything. It's like any like you know any thrift store in L. A. is going to be picked over by the time you get there, and all the stuff that's good is going to be taken to a vintage store, and then you know you pay three times the price.
0: That's true. It is amazing when you go to a much older city and you see what their flea markets and antique stores have. It's like we
1: yeah. If you're really looking for antiques and trying to get a deal, go to Wurtz Brothers. Wurtz Brothers, yeah, in West L.A. And then you go upstairs and you ask for Ruben. Okay. Whoa. And then say, Ruben, what's the new, like, tell, tell him the style you're looking for and what's in, and he'll take you around to the little, little pieces that are. Wurtz Brothers. That's walking
0: cool. distance to Fantasy Island. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you can go buy a
1: chair and take it to Fantasy Island oh, and get a lap God. dance in. Exactly. Yeah. This
0: is David
2: Arquette's future. map of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It just goes yeah. back and forth between Wurtz yeah, Brothers yeah. and Fantasy It's yeah, a cheap yeah. Uber yeah. drive to anywhere you need to be. I'll tell you.
1: It kind of is. You go down to Sam Hoff Stop at Langers to get a you know <laughs> nice pastrami sandwich.
0: What is that? How much have you seen? I I got here in um, eighty eight, I think. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's, it goes without saying that there are dramatic changes in Los Angeles since that time. Like yeah, yeah. so many areas of Los Angeles felt completely uninhabitable. Yeah, and now it's you know like it's all everything's kind of cool. Like I don't. People shit Start on Los doing. Angeles wherever you go. Like, but there's actually really cool parts I of fucking Los Angeles. I love Los Angeles. I got into yeah, totally. like a,
2: a couple arguments just yesterday about people like
1: I saw people shitting on Los Angeles, and I was, just, was retaliating. I think they're wrong. Yeah, no, no. no. My, uh, my 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 comeback always, "Well, you have shitty friends, then, or, <laughs> yeah, or you're the shitty friend." Like, yeah, just yeah. like, if you don't like it here, it's because you don't have good nice people. Yeah, around. exactly.
2: Any city is like what you make of it. It's like you know, the, the thing I always hate uh, hearing when I'm in a different city is it's like, yeah, I tried the whole L.A. thing. Uh, that place Dude. sucks, and like that's the that's something that somebody says who like lived here for a year and then didn't become famous, and then they're like, yeah, yeah. I tried
0: the L.A. thing. That place blows. Right. It's well, like, I get people them. trying to bond with where they go. Uh, I've been there. I mean, that place sucks, right? And I go.
2: No, it's like any city. Yeah. People say, well, what about traffic? It's not. It's not the worst in the
1: country. Like Houston's worse. Honolulu is worse. Uh, New York City is so. New York City is horrible. Oh man, just kidding. I just can't take like. The the sitting in between buildings in the back of a car it yeah. just drives me nuts exactly uh, but
0: I uh, I do not enjoy driving in New York I would much rather be sitting in the back of a car and it doesn't freak me out when you're in the back of a car and they're just zipping through lanes that don't exist I'm like well they know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> like you know they learned to drive here it's probably yeah. fine. But in any other city, I like my fingers would be gripped into the material of the seat. But for some reason, when I go to New York, I'm like, ah, I don't know, they, this is yeah, their yeah. ecosystem; they got it down. <laughs> it's totally. not that crazy. When I used to when I used to drink heavily, I used to take cabs everywhere. This is like in a pre Uber world. It's really not that long ago, but uh, it's really expensive to take cabs around Los Angeles. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's why Uber blew up so big, because a lot of the cab companies, like a lot of cab drivers here, like, they screw people over. There's actually been multiple lawsuits throughout the years of, like, cab drivers being shitty and not having good business practices. I still
1: like taking cabs once in a while, though. I mean, I, know. I like... if. If I'll, I'll go outside and before I call an Uber if I see a cab I'll take a cab really? just to like balance it out because I feel bad for the cab drivers since Uber came around <laughs> 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 that's <laughs> kind of <laughs> nice uh, though uh, and then I know a few of them like yeah, <laughs> I, I just driving into the same cats I hate like a cab driver I'm uh, obviously still drinking
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had no idea <laughs>
2: I, I just I sure. hate the thing that happens in, with cab drivers where it's like uh, you get out and like, they like tell you how much it is and you're like and you hand the card and then they go oh no cash and then you go no and they go Ugh. I know and they act like it's a whole to do yeah. and like and you and the you they're just they're taking a long time hoping that you go oh never mind I forgot I have cash for you yeah that's, like, well, that's they what that's what uh, yeah they just don't want to pay the exactly
0: benefit. yeah every time.
2: Motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it is it is interesting. Like watching Uber spring up is, is an interesting, uh, uh, like watching innovation happen instantly where the existing yeah. structure is like, wait, 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 you can't do that. And it's like, well, they innovated, you know? Yeah, like yeah. You could innovate, but yeah. they innovated. And so they came up with the service that people wanted. So yeah. that should drive you to drive. That should make you want to... Uh, <laughs> It's fine. Take an Uber to your next million dollar idea. But that should make people want to, that should inspire people to, to innovate more. Do you, uh, how do you run your company? Do you, uh, I mean, cause you guys pre- We
1: have no innovation. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much our thing. It's like we don't innovate. But you it. make a lot of, you make television no, though. You guys do, make a lot of television. Yeah, we have a, a show coming out. Oh, well, they're doing Cougar Town, our final season. And, um, and we have a show called Celebrity. That's Name Craig's game. show. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Craig's yeah. the best. He, I love Craig. They oh, me too. I, He asked me to do the show,
0: and I, I was I'm out of town performing. You're Otherwise, I'm
1: probably insanely busy all the time, <laughs>
0: like <laughs> yes, no but, time for. But, but I would do anything for Craig. I just yeah, unfortunately the dates didn't work. But
1: I saw the the I saw the sizzle reel for it, and the show looks great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just the game Celebrity essentially, and we mixed it up, and you know, it's like a companion to a Family Feud or whatever. But we have like. Debmar Mercury and and, uh, I'm blanking on like the biggest company in the world. That's my partner. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, CBS is a
0: syndication company,
1: right? uh, Hold on. It's (laughs) Fremantle. Fremantle. Oh, God. They're fucking big. Yeah, that's just almost got fired, I think. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they're all so like, they just do it right. They know how to do it super classy and take care of everyone and like everything's. Like super scheduled, must like. Wow, you guys are really <laughs> know yeah. what you're doing here, and then I'll roll in. We've been doing it the, be, like, the type.
2: <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm, I just come up with ideas, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you handle the rest. You must. You must know what you're doing, though. No, I know Things, I'm
0: things doing. are going very. Things seem to be I've going pretty well.
1: I've been doing it, well. it for a long time, for like 27 years. So
0: isn't that crazy? Do you ever? Yeah. Do you ever just yeah. think about that and go, "Wow, I actually do have a skill set." Yeah. Because most of the time in your life, I feel like you. Well, at least. I feel like, I don't know if I know what I'm doing. And then something will come up and someone will go, how do I solve this? And I'll go, I'll oh, just do this and this and this. And I'll go, did that, you know, it's almost like that moment where the tin man's like, totally. oh, that's, that's what he's trying. Oh, that's the sum of the, you know, and yeah, you're like, whoa, exactly. hey, where
1: did that come from? Yeah, it's that 10,000 hour rule, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there's something to it. I mean, I'm not sure I'm that many hours yet, but <laughs> somewhere along there. Are you, do you ever get used to, just
0: from, being in the family that you're in, and being the relationships you've been in, and being in the
1: press the whole time—does that?
0: Did you ever get used to that, or is it still just
1: because you've grown I up with it? I, yeah, I got used to it to a certain degree. You know, I—I I, I don't know. I've always sort of like taken a different thing to it. I don't know why. Maybe it was just growing up like a graffiti writer, and just—I don't know. I never. Uh, I still get like. I guess I get starstruck to a certain extent or like uh, I get social anxiety at those parties. I, I, don't, I don't always feel like I fit in completely with all of that. No. But um, uh, I guess I got used to it. I get used to it. But I like it more when people probably I, I'd assume that you have a similar thing just because because your show, I mean, at midnight specifically, it's just so sort of personal in a weird way. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah, like yeah. I people, like you, even the social media that's happened, you have a, a more uh, personal relationship. It's not the same that it used to be. We just don't hide ourselves completely and like, you know, put up these walls and you have a makeup artist that takes care of you and wardrobe and then you go out and you do your... uh Your premiere, and then that's how they see you, and then you only speak to the certain couple people and they can't ask you those questions. And I don't play that game. No, now it's you got to, and now it's almost
0: like we're a culture of embracing the flaws. Like, this is what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that part about it for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, do you, does your daughter kind of understand everything at this point? Have you ever had to have the talk of like, okay, yeah. sometimes there are weird photographers hanging around yeah. and
1: don't just don't stress out, you know, just keep yeah. walking. Yeah, she's pretty cool about it all. No, she's she's growing up with it. So, and are they pretty respectful? To I have a really funny relationship with the paparazzi. <laughs> I mean, there's one or two that'll just be dicks and like try to like get you going, but for the most part, they're like. You know, with my buddies. I see them all the time outside the club. <laughs> Half the time they're like, don't even want to take my picture, which is like, cool, this or that. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty fun, like, little situation. You know, I know a bunch of them by name now. <laughs> That's really weird. What's up, Roger?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's kind of nice. So, I mean, I, I would imagine as long as, you know, uh you know just like in any profession there are ones who are cool there are ones who are dicks you know but if you can find the cool ones and be nice back then i, f- I feel like they're you know they'd be pretty cool
1: yeah 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 it's i think it's it's that sort of has changed a little too it was a, when it first started getting really heavy in LA with paparazzi there was there was like this kind of gangster element to it as well and they kind of were all about like getting in front of you getting in your face and stopping your car and, He's like what's up, bitch? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And I'd be like, "Fuck you, punk!" <laughs> you know, like, and then the, that's the picture you see. Like, you know, oh, it's like with your picture. yeah, and that's and on my, the cover of Us Magazine. Yeah. David Arquette has meltdown yeah. outside club.
0: Like, yeah, you guy, pushed
1: me. Yeah. yeah, no, you know, I got a newborn baby, and you're fucking super aggressive with me. You <laughs> know Fuck what yeah. I mean? It's like, watch the kid. <laughs> but I think it's chilled out a lot, and you know. And everyone's sort of getting the game too, and, and TMZ and all that other stuff that's happened and in the meantime has changed the game a lot.
0: It's interesting to hear you say you have social anxiety because I have it a bit too in those situations. Like, I, I never, I always feel like, I don't belong here. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to say to anybody. It feels weird. Do you think everyone feels that way?
1: Not everyone. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't. I mean, some people are just really great at that. You know what I mean? It's like Bill Clinton, for instance. My, my, uh, my fiance, her her um uncle was his chief of staff for the first term, uh Mac McClarty, and he uh she just tells me all these stories about Bill and all of his stuff. And he'll learn something about, you know, a person that he's meeting. He has people that help him, obviously. And he learns something. He has this game where he remembers their name. He remembers where they're from. He remembers their kid's name. He associates it with something in his life. So that when he will see them, like, three years later, he'll say, how's your daughter? And, oh, little wow. and all this stuff. So someone like Bill is <laughs> very good at it. So good that it made him the president. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, and he's like, you know, smart man. Like I guess that. you wouldn't
0: I guess I guess you probably I don't know how much social anxiety you should have if you want to run the country. Yeah.
1: I know. No, yeah, you can. <laughs> I guess I mean, <laughs> they'll knock that out of you, I think.
0: Ready to do the inauguration. Ah, huh, uh, I don't know. Oh. I feel weird. Do I have to see all those people? Yeah. yeah you're the right? president. You gotta go out there.
1: Just give me a minute. Yeah, that would be a really funny who's though. <laughs> oh, I guess it was like the king's speech. I guess that yeah, was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but in America, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not over there in goddamn British. But there are some people that are just really good at. It's like some people are really good at auditions. Like I have an implode inside in auditions. I oh, mean, I hate them too. It's gotten sometimes a little better, but there's this whole element of being judged and like mm. people talking and like uh, I don't know. It makes me sweat, and that's not good enough audition space you're like all like sweaty it's like are you ready yeah i'm ready there was a there's a weird and i don't
0: know where it originates but there is this there's this very strange party network in los angeles uh and when i was when i was in my early 20s i was dating a girl who was part of that yeah and it was this group of like all her all of her friends were like Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio and Jay Ferguson and all this, this like little knit group of like young actor kids. And every fucking night they knew about something that was going on somewhere. And this was kind of in a pre internet era. Yeah. And I, and I can't, it's like, where, where, where is this
1: strange where does this come from? Because I don't know, I, I don't even. It's, it's part of my business. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, right now, I mean, essentially, what they're called now are promoters, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And but back then, there was they still sort of had them. They were sort of the party people, and and uh, yeah, they just you know, essentially, they know where all the new hot girls are. Oh, is and that they, they sort of have a link on them, and they make sure that they like you know they take them out to dinner, and they'll sometimes people will take them shopping and stuff wow. like that, and they'll keep them sort of in this little core group of, you know, this little amoeba of party people that go to different places, That's crazy. that when you go to that place with this group, then you have the hottest girls in town at your party, and it's immediate party wherever. Oh, interesting, because ah. I remember... Um, it's easy when the Leo or yeah. are going back in the day. Yeah, yeah. you just kind of stand near them,
0: and you just sort of get hit. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like you're in the smaller fishing boat, like, yeah, hey, we better... We better get yeah. next to the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company yeah. over there. In that wake.
1: <laughs> but No, he, no, literally. I mean, this is a horrible thing to say, but I'm going to say, Jeff. I introduced Leo to like a bunch of his best friends and I pretty much, I think they left me first. <laughs> 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 I got dumped oh, a little shit. bit, little bit. I mean, they still show the old man respect, but they definitely are all better friends uh, now well, than I, I remember,
0: am. I remember in like 97, and my girlfriend at the time, we went to a Thanksgiving dinner at like at Brent Boldhouse's place, which yeah. is just this really cool apartment above um sounds like above where the yeah. comedy store is. And uh and he was really nice and I think that's where I met Sarah for the first yeah. time. And um and he just he like he promoted a couple, you know, like a handful of nights around town and now he's like yeah. fucking like giant office building. Like it's yeah. a he's a, he's a like a an industry.
1: Yeah, now. he certainly is. He's always been doing it. He was I, when I first ever went went out, it was at his spots, and you know he'd always been really cool about you know working together and, and working with and Jeffrey Best, another guy who does a lot of stuff like that.
0: What have you learned about human nature from <laughs> from running, or is LA so unique in the sense of the type of people that it that swirl in this?
1: Uh, I don't know. Like what's the quote about human nature? What have you I learned mean? about people
0: like because if if you're if you run a nightclub if you run a nightclub basically, you're seeing people sometimes at their best and sometimes at their worst, yeah. and you're seeing it's a it's a non-stop like you basically it's a petri dish where you're just yeah. watching people interact non-stop. Do you feel yeah. like you have a better understanding of human beings?
1: I think I don't know. To a certain extent there are stuff. I mean I'm amazed that how sometimes people can be pretty bad, and they still, you know, <laughs> you know, they still thrive or, or get along <laughs> or like these things are evil. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like I some, mean, people there's just, some people are some people are fucking assholes, right. and they're just still assholes, you know, thirty years later. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah, how do you keep fights from breaking out nightly in your club? I mean, you're talking about the where, where dudes are in super alpha mode. Yeah, their
1: hormones are raging. They're drunk. And whatever else. I've only had a couple people tossed out, and I don't like to do it. But uh, when they get, like, uh, aggressive and violent, like, you know, we have this one, like, big dragon, like a Chinese dragon. Yeah. And it's it's a puppet. So if somebody buys a certain amount of champagne, we'll come out with this giant, you know, dragon. And one guy, I kind of, like, grabbed it and it shook it. And my head's in there. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> So I, like, just, like, pushed him toward a, a bodyguard. They bounced him. But, uh yeah, a lot of the time, I'm always, like, walking through there. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. Pardon me. You know, yeah. I'm like the the Bugs Bunny in that cartoon. <laughs> excuse me. <pardon laughs> excuse me pardon, me. pardon me. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's how I walk through the the club. And that's. Sort of how I try to approach everything. I mean, it's hard to sometimes because people are aggressive, and sometimes they really just want to fight you.
2: Yeah, no, it's. A, I mean, as a, like I'm a you know big guy, so I learned quickly to like when I was going through you know a club or a crowded bar to just same thing. Sorry, excuse me. Like I have to like I because if I bump into somebody, they it's like it it's a big bump. Right. Like they like bounce back, and right. it's like and. You know, there's been so many times in my life where, like, I just... You know, I'm trying to get by. I kind of get pushed. I bump into a guy, and he's ready to go for a fight. Right. And so it's, like, it's it's a good way. Like, I like to think... that Like, I like to think... So it's, like, that's how you try to live your life. Like, get through a crowded bar. Try not to, you know, mess with anybody. So nobody messes with He doesn't anybody. want to fight
0: Everybody you. He wants, wants to fight his, his own respect. dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody wants to be respected. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, for the most part.
0: Yeah. Everyone wants to... I think people want to feel significant in some way and yeah. the way that people pursue significance you know they can pursue it in a it, it can just be in, in like micro significance like in like that's their bar yeah. you know like yeah. that's their territory or it right. can be in a mm-hmm. in a macro sense of like oh they want to you know b- build a bunch of things and yeah. be signi- you know like they want to be Trump or whatever but it but ultimately I feel like a lot of the eternal struggle of life is the sort of the fight for significance and maybe that's a biological like oh my DNA has to live on and so I must be significant so that I plant my seeds you know I don't know what it is but mm. uh, but it definitely how do you feel like you what, what's your struggle with significance
1: uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> like my whole I don't know I have a lot of struggles with it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, is, is like growing a- up, I always, you know, we we came from an abusive family and that's one of the the things that we've learned like uh my mother was was abused and she abused us as kids and and it was a, a, a traumatic way to grow up, but through the process she did a lot of work on herself and she eventually became a marriage family counselor and she did all of this you know, intern work where she worked with all these couples and she got breast cancer and she fought it for a long time. But on her deathbed, she got her certificate to be a marriage family counselor. Oh, wow. And I was like, Mom, this is like your certificate for life because essentially she won. You know, you won, you can graduate now, you could not worry about it because she, through the process, and even though we were abused, none of us have, are abusive to our kids. So mm-hmm. that's sort of like a thing. So my thing growing up was I always wanted to be... The, the good kid. I wanted everything to be fine. Like, how can I help? I was like the you know mascot or whatever. I'm just trying to fix, like, you know, keep everything cool. <laughs> Let's laugh about it. Yeah. Keep it light. Let's. Oh, and uh, so that like played into a lot of my self worth and like, you know, you know, just am I good enough? That kind of shit. Like that's that's where my my personal like significance sort of gauge is and a lot of that still is work I'm doing on myself, you know what I mean? And a lot of that stuff has to do with confidence. And a lot of that stuff is how you walk into a room if you're trying to get a job or you know how you complete your job on a day-to-day thing. So, you know, I, I do the best I can. I mean, you know That's an I mean? amazing story though. Yeah. And also just I understand that
0: idea of being sort of the the peacekeeper. You know, where, um, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have any type of abusive relationship with my parents, but when I was growing up, they fought a lot. And so I always felt like I was like the, I got to bridge the, hey, let's all just, not, you know, and I still feel like I'm that way in certain situations where it's like, hey, we can all, figure, we can mm-hmm. figure this out by talking. We can talk this out. We yeah. can figure this out you know like it's all it's all achievable if we can reason with each other but you can't reason with
1: everybody and you can't can't. and you can't fix everyone no you can't you know what I mean that's the truth too and then it just becomes like shit happens (laughs) you know what I mean and then it's like you gotta like also you know allow people to to have their little journey with it all, you know well it's hard because it's you know like I, 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 this is, this is a this is a
0: theme lately that i've been experiencing in my life, so I apologize if i've been talking a lot about it on the podcast, this is for the listeners but um, but the idea of um, you know just in terms of significance or self esteem or or I feel like you get into the most trouble when you attach your self esteem to external things because those things uh, you have no control over them, and so to place your self-esteem into things that you have no control over yeah. is a very dicey proposition. Yeah. You know? So how totally. do how do you how do you establish like, hey, no matter what happens, I'm okay because I'm a competent, caring individual who, you know, and I just want to be cool with stuff and, and happy. So how do you like, how do you pull that in when there's so much of the world is constantly, like, trying to smack you down?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of that stuff I look for, like, okay, so the universe is talking to me, obviously, about this. You know what I mean? And what, what the heck is it trying to <laughs> – what is it saying to me? Like, okay, like, and then what do I have to work on or what do I have to change or, or what do I have to accept? And Just, I don't know. Just kind of. Go with it. I mean, I like... My whole thing is I just want it all to be fun. <laughs> I just <laughs> want it all to be fun. Like, I know shit's going to happen. And, like, I know there's, like, daily stuff you always have to deal with. And, like, just putting your world together and, you know, wh- you know whatever it is. Making sure there's food in the refrigerator. Whatever it is. But, uh I don't know. At some point... At some point, I I mean, this is a conversation I always have with my girl. I was like, listen, things happen in this world. Like, somebody gets sick, and then you have to deal with that, like, real-life shit, you know? But until then, let's not make, like, that the size of, like, everything. You know what I mean? Like, let's just keep it all, like, let's deal with that. But, But you also have to be careful that it's not, like, every sort of thing that comes up is another, like problem, an issue. Disaster, like yeah. You have to, like, find the fun. You have to, like, stop and smell the roses. You have to, like, feel the wind, like, sometimes. And just, like, live in that for a second. Or, or laugh. I mean, laughter is what's so great. And when you can... You guys do that all the time. So, I mean, you got that immediate sort of recharge going. Although there's also the dump. You
0: know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 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 we know
0: exactly. (laughs) There's
1: the drive home. Yeah. Yeah. That was the funny story, actually. My first job ever was The Outsiders, which was like a a Fox TV version of the S.E. Hinton novel. That was the great movie. And we did it, and it was like we did this one season, and then the season's coming out, and we go, and there's this thing that we go to a mall, and they filled the mall with all the people. We walk in, we're like the Beatles, you know what I mean? And we're in Teen Beat and all this crap, and we go out, we see all these kids, we're taking all these pictures, and people are freaking out, and our ears are ringing, and we're crazy, and then we leave, and we get back into the limousine and we're driving away, and then Robert Russell, amazing actor. Oh, yeah, I know he yeah, is. Yeah, great guy, turns to me and says, now listen, you know, that was all that, but now you're just you again, and now we, we're we just here again, and just, like, don't wow. get used to this, like, you know, don't believe the hype all the time, and that was a huge fucking lesson for me, because I, I remember that to this day, I mean, and remember, like, and I remember that in doing a movie and or a movie being successful, or one not being successful, and just sort of keeping it all in perspective that you know it 's all out of your control to yeah. a certain extent, and you know to just enjoy the ride somewhat and not uh that's, wow, really that's, cool. that's, that's really Robert cool. Robert Russler
0: was the he was the other douchebag in Weird Science. Like he yeah. and Robert oh, Downey Jr. Wow. Yeah, he was yeah. he was the other guy. Oh, I don't shit. mean he, he was douchebag, was but like his character, like he was the other he was the other
1: villain, basically yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in in Weird Science.
2: That's like that's so like it's such awesome. a great thing to hear right in the beginning of you getting into stuff too. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then we were canceled the next. <laughs> <video>. <laughs> <laughs> and It really was. Yeah. And, and, what did I just uh, say? what <laughs> a funny story though. We were canceled and. Okay, so we grew up in this big house in Hollywood, and uh, we had extra rooms and stuff, and living at our house was Luke Perry, for years, auditioning with friends of mine and, and Alexis, and um, he uh, he was living there, he was auditioning and all this stuff, and he got a gig, he got a 90210, oh, so they cancel outsiders while well, I'm living there and I'm bombed and like my show just got canceled <laughs> oh, no. and he's like oh my <laughs> show got picked up and he's fucking the biggest like thing since sliced bread and 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 uh Ugh. 90210 goes through the roof and he does the same mall appearance that we have but there's a riot <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't and it makes it like you know he's like he goes through the stratosphere oh, which oh yeah was you guys are really cool to see. But it was also like, oh, it really is like this... You get swatted around a lot yeah. in this
0: business. And they brought back <laughs> the 90210 uh, for bringing back the James Dean hair, which I tried yeah. so hard to do in the yeah. early 90s. Yeah. Yo, was
1: just funny pretty... little story. You know how he had sideburns? Yes. He had sideburns because we were all the outsiders and we all had sideburns. Oh, no! Yes! yes!
2: He made that a thing, uh-huh. but that was yeah, it was our
0: thing. <laughs> 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 but then how ironic that you were the outsider
1: still. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go.
0: But then you guys were both in Buffy, the Buffy movie.
1: Yeah. And that Which, was that was oh, a fuck. nice little right, – right, thank right. you. It was a little uh, – yeah, he, he helped me out. like it got me – just put in a good word and got me in there. And, and, I, and I went and worked with Paul Rubens for the first yeah. time, who i would become best friends with ever since.
0: I mean I got to say because I, I love the Buffy series and I love yeah. Joss. But I feel like when people say Buffy, a yeah. lot of times they just mean the series – but the original movie it's great. It's so fucking great. Yeah. And it was one of those, like, I remember seeing the poster and I was like, Luke Perry? Oh, come on. And then he's great
1: in the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. so against Dylan type. Yeah, totally. I know. It's this weird thing. Like, sometimes I think it's a big marketing thing. I think it's somehow, you know, the, there's some people that just know how to market it in the right way that... It explains the tone right off. Because then if the tone's different, then if you think it... Because some people, I think, would have thought the movie was more going to be like the show. Right. So they go to the movie thinking it's that, and then they're like, oh, it's too broad. You know what I mean? And then they do the the show right, the the way the audience sort of expected it, and maybe Joss expected it too. So then they do it that way. But then there's other things. And then... Well, like a Ready to Rumble. Like we did Ready to Rumble, and it's a wrestling movie. But, you know, and it's fun, and it's over the top. But it's not, you know, the wrestler. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of wrestling fans you take it super seriously. So it's like they don't want you to make fun of it. But then in retrospect, you can look back on it and say, oh, that's actually just a fun movie, and it's like a romp. Yeah. I don't know. When you were working with WCW, were you ever worried that (laughs) out in public the wrestling
0: fans were going to just Murder you!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it like this little kid threw a, like a big chunk of dirt in my eye. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and, no, I turned around. It was like a ten-year-old kid. And he was like flip me the bird. <laughs> I was like, dude, I just brought the belt out for you guys to like, <laughs> take pictures with. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's that's not a belt you want to get an ass whooping with. Yeah, uh, surprise! Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow didn't take me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good guy. So you've done a lot of really fun stuff. It sounds like I, I, I mean, I, I think the the idea of you know, hey, let's make it fun. That's such a great because then it's not so tied to a specific thing that you're doing. You're just you're you're trying to apply that filter to everything. Yeah, And absolutely. then that, that sort of makes everything manageable and you know but you can learn when you're having fun and you know like sure. i don't know i think it's really important to do that because i always say life will have enough roadblocks that you don't want so why and i create them all the time but i still say
1: like why create them yourself right don't. why do
0: we create roadblocks
1: yeah there's also this thing about just this business if you're in this business it's like there's some people that have been like just so fed up with it i was like listen you can go back to oklahoma and, you know, go back home and do your thing, whatever you want. And you'll definitely never make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but if you stay here, you'll have an adventure. You'll, yeah. you'll work, especially if you're really driven and you want to just do interesting things. And, like, you're not so worried about money, as you know, or you just, you know, even if you you do atmosphere work, whatever it is. Like, if you want to get involved and, like, be a part of different things. You can and you will live all these little different lives. But if you go away there, you're just not going to live the entertainment life. You right, know what I mean? Right, yeah, right. And then if you do that long enough, you know, then like a Mickey Rourke, something awesome happens. And like, you know, oh, then they get him again. And, you know, um, like Paul Rubens, he's coming out uh, on, on a TV show soon. That's like a, a nice reoccurring. I was like, that's so dope that somebody yeah. got you to put you on like a drama comedy to – you know, allow you to like because he's one of the greats in my... amazing. Opinion. And then if it doesn't work out, you can go back to your home in Nebraska and be like, "Yeah, I tried the LA thing for a while. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> Sucks. Suck. Yeah. Traffic, smog. The people are <laughs> the worst." <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm you know Paul Rubens is so fucking good. Like, yeah. he was so good in Blow.
1: Yeah, so good, amazing.
0: I'm surprised amazing. he didn't. And I just assumed that maybe it was his own choice that just didn't do a ton of other film. Well he doesn't really need to. He made he doesn't need to Pee-wee do money off of P merchandise, right? He I don't think he needs to
1: do well, anything. Yeah. He's very specific about his choices and you know, he's 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 one of the smartest people he's I've awesome. ever met. I mean, you know, he was I don't know if he's kinda instrumental in helping or discovering Tim Burton and to a certain extent, you know, and and you know, he did uh, big adventure and yeah. That alone, you yeah. know, having any sort of hand in Tim Burton, like you know, his genius, like yeah. being seen yeah. by the world, is just such an accomplishment. Yeah, and, <laughs> and to have the smarts all... of
2: saying, like, hey, I am getting offered a movie, I'm gonna have it. Uh, I'm <laughs> gonna have Phil Hartman help me write it. Yeah, uh, we yeah. were. Exactly. Um,
0: I, I met with um, I met with Paul and some of the guys from Soapbox, mm-hmm. which is this, pro- uh, this yeah. pro- like production house. Uh-huh. Friend, friends went. And we we met with him just to talk about, like, hey, you know, is, is there anything we could all figure out together? And he's really, su- as you know him, but he's really sweet, very soft-spoken, like, really yeah. sweet guy. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone, first of all, everyone kind of freaked out and was trying to hide it when they first met him, which he must be so used to at this point. Yeah. But everyone's, you know, like, we're all around the same age, so we're just right, we're right in the sweet spot for Paul. And, uh, and so, we, you know, everyone starts to calm down a little bit in the meeting. Everyone's starting to relax, and he was like... Yeah, and so like when we were doing Big Adventure and I was like bah, bah, and he like launches into the peewee voice and everyone's like mm-hmm. like I can see <laughs> yeah. I see all the eyes yeah. I see all the fists clenched <laughs> like everyone's trying to sit in their seats but not embarrass themselves. Yeah. But I'm watching I'm doing it, but I'm watching all their reactions too. Cause it's like it's so it's so ingr like he's so ingrained deeply in, in so many of
1: us. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I mean and it's kinda like he was at the beginning of of what a lot of sort of the nerdist like philosophy in a sense, like you really become students of this whole game. You know what I mean? And all the pop culture that's going on and all this stuff that's going on, all the creativity and all the different films and all the different stuff. But he was doing that with like, uh, you know, what was the thing we would watched? we would watched tons of them. Like MGM had some like a uh, uh, hooray for Hollywood. I think it's called, mm-hmm. And it's an amazing box set. And it just like, you know shows all of these you know uh different different styles of of of, of film and, and musicals and all this stuff and all these showpieces and uh I'm blanking out, like the the, the swimming ladies and yeah the, yeah and yeah you know yeah, yeah. busby burke all this that, stuff that all that and, that's entertainment uh, yes, kind of stuff yeah but it's all like this little stuff that you still see on family guy now and you still you know what I mean and it's like but he was a student of that really early on and uh, and he had that sort of like love for all that stuff and he's just such a genius I learned so much from him and uh, you know it's probably no it's not why I have puppets at my theater <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's actually not my grandfather was huge into puppets and left left me puppets my father left me puppets from my grandfather so. oh wow You ready for this idea? Puppet strip club. I'm telling you. Um, By the way, it's exactly what I wanted to do with Crazy Girls. I didn't want to buy a strip club. I wanted to turn it into a burlesque club. And you know, part of it is during the day, there's a you know a puppet show that runs you know a few times a day, so you can like do something fun for people that are going around those buses. And then at night there'll be girls involved too. And then a, a. you know, because there there were these adult-themed puppet shows back That's in the day were fucking amazing. dope. Yeah. Did, did you uh, – uh, I just brought this up in our morning writers' meeting
0: today. I think we're going to show a clip of it on the show tonight. Maybe 15 years ago, I was at a video store in West L.A., and there was – in the bargain bin, like in the front section, not even in the adult section, the front section for 99 cents was this – Puppet porn from the 70s called Let My Puppets Come. Did you ever see it? No, I haven't. It's not. fucking awesome! <laughs> Do you still have it? No kidding. I don't know where it is but that, but we found a clip of it uh, we showed a clip in the morning meeting unfortunately it was on... <laughs> <laughs> it was like the clip they found was on, like a like a flash porn site. Yeah. So of course, everyone in the meeting were like, eh, "Sorry about all the banner ads around." <laughs> and, yeah, so you can sort of ignore that and just focus on the puppetry in the middle. The great, very good. <laughs> it's just like you know, it's like last thing people want to see in the in a morning writers meeting is like puppets fucking and then a bunch of gaping porn. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. But the uh, <laughs> but it's basically it's this kind of vaudeville the like the it's like vaudeville comedy style yeah, but it's all puppets, and they're and and they're in these like satirical porn scenes, yeah. like fucking each other. Fucking that was sort
1: of taken from this thing that Sid and Marie Croft did for the World's Fair, called uh, like I don't know how to speak French, but it's Dolls of Paris is the translation, like Poupées de Paris or something like that. And uh, on the soundtrack, they had Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra. Liberace was one of the most expensive soundtracks ever made. It was made for a puppet show, and it was made for the World's Fair. That's another thing. I don't know. The World's Fair, they need to bring the World's Fair back. It's such a cool thing. Like we do the Olympics. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's for, for, you know, sports. But why isn't there a World's Fair that people, anyone can go to? And it's like Comic-Con on acid. You know what I mean? It's so much bigger. It's yeah. like every nation is involved, and you're coming, you're bringing this stuff, and the organization – I mean, yeah. it's just such a no-brainer. I think yeah, the reason – It's my
0: Uber. It's yeah. my Uber. <laughs> City, City, yeah. I, think the, I think the reason that – by the way, it'd be really funny to say like, David Arquette buys World's Fair. Yeah. Like, then you just have your own World's Fair. But I think the problem is that um, when the World's Fair was a, was a thriving enterprise – I think it's when people just had no way of being exposed to anything more than what their local community was. And now people are just like, I'm just pulling my iPhone. No,
1: but if you could go to the World's Fair and you actually sit right there and then look at the hover car. You know yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. agree with you, but I think I think, think, I think that's why I think yeah. maybe
0: that's what part of the cultural problem is that right. people are just like,
2: yeah, I don't know, I can just look that well, up. If yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, totally. for cities to have new monuments, you know, the Space Needle, and the fucking Arc, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I I'm still I still am upset that they never rebuilt the Twin Towers. Like anywhere, I would like go to like the middle of some <laughs> some state that needs a little more tourism, and in the middle of like nowhere, just. Build the twin towers, just like <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like it would be so dope. Cool. Yeah, I mean, don't you think people would go there?
0: I think they would. Yeah, yeah. to Des Moines. Yeah, I mean, you know, Des Moines needs I don't know. it. That's or even it if
1: it was like you know, like structured like the Eiffel Tower, but like kind of you know with glass, oh. so it's kind of see through, but it's oh, huge Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I guess a it's, constant it's, World's Fair. Yeah. I just think I, am, I just uh, oh, it just irks me that they. I would just have built the same thing, like, a little bigger and badder. You know what I mean? Like, I got it at the Freedom Tower. It's cool. It's beautiful. But come on. Like, <laughs> where's the Skyline? Where's the Twin Towers? Bring them back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't stop us. We'll just come back stronger. It's time.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, we're in an hour,
0: which always makes me sound like a therapist. Uh, yeah. Well, back we're back. in an hour, David. Thank We've explored you. a lot of themes today. Yep. And right. hopefully, you know, for next time, though, I really <laughs> want you to work on, I like, will. let's see if we can... <laughs> Really start to explore the Spurlesque puppet theater <laughs> yes, idea. Absolutely. You know, because you know, manifesting ideas in the real world, that's where true joy comes from. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> no but it's thank good to see you. And you oh do too. you wanna do you wanna plug do you wanna plug everything that you
1: Yeah, um, The Field of Lush Shoes is coming out. It's a Civil War film. Uh, that's really I'm proud of. It's a really great movie. And um, and then uh, celebrity name game and uh, Cleaners on Crackle.
0: So the, the 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 Lost Shoes movie is basically like a bunch of kids going like being sent off to Civil War. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. these
1: kids that were at the Virginia Military Institute, and it's it's centered around the Battle of New Market, which was toward the end of the Civil War, but uh, it's when the South sort of stood up to the North and and won this specific battle, which was really important. But they pulled kids out of the Virginia Military Institute, and they were like fourteen to seventeen. And they never were even prepared for war and they just sort of like showed extreme courage and because of them they um, won this battle. And I'm the one that blows them all away. I'm Captain DuPont who's like,
0: fire! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, destroy them all. Listen, in a way, it's kind of good the (laughs) South didn't win. I mean, it is, it's true. Sort of did a good job. I mean, it's it's, true. You you know, from (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of looking at prize. the way things played
1: out, and it like, uh, kind lovely. of worked
0: out okay. I know, so I know.
1: it's it's interesting because the kids, like the South, are the you know they're the heroes in this film <laughs> essentially. Yeah, those bad. little pricks. So I had no <laughs> I had no problem blowing them away. But with all due respect, uh, uh, at the Virginia Military Institute, they still every year um, have a march and sort of reenact that. Uh-huh. And my grandfather. uh Cliff Arquette, who was a character named Charlie Weaver, had a Civil War museum in Gettysburg for several years. Oh wow! <laughs> Just to add to the craziness, and at one point in time, this is a true story. Uh, so I've heard, but they were going to build condos on like one a portion of Gettysburg battlefield. Oh wow! And he like <laughs> threw up. He was up in arms. He, he couldn't believe it, and he he held petition and got everyone together to m- make sure it was declared a. Historical Landmark Oh, yeah. that's really cool It's
2: surprising that it wasn't yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: know It was like You it,
0: didn't I make can... this Historical Landmark we I thought I, yeah. I thought you were doing that <laughs> yeah. You said you were going to do this Historical Landmark like, But look, those condos Are beautiful yeah. I mean, they're really <laughs> nice, guys <Rates> are <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank
1: you,
2: guys Yeah, Thanks man, it's good me. to see
0: you good too. Enjoy your burrito, everyone oh. <laughs> That's what you end We had with awesome. a joy burrito awesome.
1: <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com Enjoy your
2: burrito.